we are taking a look at the 2022 football schedule outlook. It's the day we've all been looking forward to on this Locked On UCLA podcast. Once again, we thank you for making Locked On UCLA your first listen each and every day. Podcast is available wherever you can get your podcast. As we bring you another edition of Locked On UCLA, joined by one of the handy twins today. You've met Jake already in our first week of relaunching Locked On UCLA, but now we're joined by Zach Handy. Same name, same face crew, our college joke back and forth with one another, works at Fox Sports and is an absolute betting enthusiast as we go over the odds and numbers from Bet Online for UCLA's football schedule here in 2022. But before any of that, Zach, you know how we start each show. Get those hands in the air. Throw an A-clap, everybody. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, U, C, L, A. There we go. There we go. So Zach Handy joins the podcast. Welcome, Zach. Zach and Zach together. Man. One of these days. It's been a while. One of these days we'll get uh we'll get the Handy brothers all together with me and we'll have a full on podcast with the three of us. But for now, we'll have to Settle for just one-on-one. Yeah, we and, just have, we have to give the public like little doses. Like you get a little bit of Jake, and you get a little bit of me. You know, yeah. you can't just throw the twins in there at the same time. It's just too much. It's too oh, much that, for most people to handle. I don't think the public is ready for a podcast with the three of us because I'll just turn out an hour-long episode. And yeah. soon enough, we'll have our reaction Mondays and our previews leading into the weekend. But we're still, even though we're in season on the Locked On College channel, we're still building, right? They, they're just about to start fall camp. And they're just about to start getting into the nitty gritty of things here in the season with it and wrapping up the summer. But now we're going to get closer and closer into looking at the schedule, which is what we're doing today. So all episode, we're looking at the 2022 football schedule, what we think they can hit in terms of their over under and the win total, how we think the season will shape up and what determines a successful season. Zach, let's hit those numbers as today's episode is brought to you by bet online the fastest and easiest way to check on all your betting needs bet online where the game starts so what are those odds for the bruins this year yeah i mean i'm i'm pretty shocked i'm not gonna lie um i mean maybe i shouldn't be they did go eight and four last season but the over under set by bet online for the bruins regular season is eight and a half wins and what was even more interesting that the number was set there was the over is uh, slightly more favored at minus 120, the under at minus 110. So the early on prediction is they anticipate that the Bruins very well could hit that nine win mark, which would improve on last season's eight and four campaign. And they are returning Dorian Thompson Robinson as the uh, 19th year quarterback. No, I'm just kidding. But in, <laughs> in his, uh, I believe, fifth year here at UCLA, or maybe COVID made it his sixth year, but that's here nor there. He will be returning at quarterback. They have a lot of depth on the line of scrimmage on both sides, which is very big when it comes to football in general, especially college football. So initial reaction, thought it was surprising. It made me want to hammer the under, but it's at eight and a half. And when we dive into the schedule, we'll see how obtainable and uh, how good these odds makers are. You know, they usually are very good at what they do. And those totals land about a game within it, you know, a, a game above or a game below. They're usually right on that mark. So um, interesting to see that they have them kind of that that good going into the season. I'm pleasantly surprised, I guess I should say. 
Well, UCLA was picked to finish fourth in the Pac-12 behind Oregon, Utah, and USC in what it will be a divisionless Pac-12 championship game for the next two seasons, and then we'll see beyond after UCLA and SC will be bolting for the Big Ten. So in one of their last two seasons as a Pac-12 member, UCLA has an absolute cupcake, cupcake of a schedule. If you remember, this was supposed to be the year they were going to play Michigan and start that Michigan series against Jim Harbaugh and company. That got axed, so UCLA had to be a little creative, and their non-conference schedule ended up being a lot easier than expected if you looked at schedules from the past and looking to this 2022 year. Well, now here it is. Bowling Green, Alabama State, and South Alabama. We start with the season opener, September 3rd, 11.30 a.m. Oh, boy. Ugh, that's a, that, that might not get a big in attendance Get your number. cup of coffee ready for some Bruins football. <laughs> it's like the, the 2020 season when they played, what, at 9 a.m. against Cal? Yeah. That early game. But 11.30 a.m. is certainly not to draw too many. It's not going to draw that many fans against Bowling Green. But it should be a big win. How do you think the Bruins should fare in and win by how much? I mean, gosh, I, I would initially, I, I don't have the, the spread directly in front of me, but you got to think it's probably close to a three touchdown spread. And I would, I would take the Bruins with the points. I mean, you come back with so many veterans. I mean, they lost, they lost some receivers this year and it's never an easy thing to overturn it and find new ones, but the most important position on the field, like I said, I mean, ultimately the two most important positions on the field, offensive line and the guy that they're protecting the quarterback, they're returning so much there and they look so good there. You know, you go into a, a lesser school, not a power five uh, football team in Bowling Green. I would anticipate this game to be a very good tune-up for UCLA, and they probably win by three or four touchdowns, if not more. Bruins big to kind of get the ball rolling, and, and the early part of their schedule looks like a lot of that. And then following the 11.30 a.m. Pacific time start, yes, against Oof. Bowling Green, then Oof. next week, possibly a scorcher in terms of the temperature in the Rose Bowl September 10th against Alabama State, a 2 p.m. start. We all know how those Rose Bowl 2 p.m. games can go. If you're sitting in the sun, you'll be sweating for maybe three days. All weekend long, you'll be sweating. Before, in anticipation of that game, if you're going, sitting in the Rose Bowl and then recovering the next day, even if you didn't go too crazy over the weekend, you'll just still be sweating from the Pasadena Heat, probably at 2 p.m. against Alabama State. That one should be an even wider margin of victory against the Alabama State, September 10th at 2 p.m. in what should be a quick and easy 2-0 start for UCLA. Absolutely. The one thing to look at here, though, is you are going to get the most out-of-pocket spreads you'll probably see all season. I mean, you get these with Alabama, right? Alabama usually gets like some weird nobody school randomly in their schedule in FCS school that they just absolutely torture. And the spread is usually something just completely bonkers, like 50-something points, high 40s. Like it just looks unobtainable. The thing is, you've noticed the, the start time in the Rose Bowl. You can anticipate the back end of this game will be guys that this may be their only game that they play all season. That can possibly see a backdoor cover from Alabama State type thing where, you know, you really just feel like there's no way UCLA doesn't win by 40, 50, 60 points. And then somehow Alabama State loses by 38 and covers some crazy spread. There could be something like that to look into at this game. I don't want to get too mad scientists and tell you because of the temperature, they're going to play this guy against this guy. It's just something that could happen. I mean, the spread's going to be so crazy. You could see it given, like I said, the temperature will be hot. You will see a lot of rotational players in a game like this. 
one to just be wary of if you're a better don't think it'll be the easiest cover just because they are playing an FCS matchup. There could be some just weird. It could just get weird, as I like to say. It could get weird at the end of that one. I mean, it will be a expectedly a hot and toasty afternoon oh, in my the Rose God, Bowl. Be brutal. And then as we move on to September 17th, another early start, 11 a.m., the earliest of the Pacific time home game starts for UCLA this season. 11 a.m. Pacific time. South Alabama, they'll be fine. They're traveling west, so their body clock will be just fine. It's almost the Bruins who could walk in sleepily at 2-0 after what we expect to be two blowout wins against Bowling Green and Alabama State. And then South Alabama, 11 a.m., all three of those games on the Pac-12 networks. And ironically enough, they say, even though you're leaving, we're going to give you the early start times, and we're going to have all those games on Pac-12 networks. So we're going to try and force your fans to come out and watch those games 11 a.m. against South Alabama. I think this could be very much a slow start for the Bruins in the beginning of this game after coming off the Alabama State game the week before the early start time against South Alabama. Although at this point, I think Chip Kelly and company will be used to it. Chip Kelly saying during media day, we practice early in the morning, 9 a.m. I like to get up and go. These guys want to get up and go. So, you know, preparing ourselves for future Big Ten seasons. He, he thinks to be okay with these guys as they love their morning practices. He thinks they'll be okay based on some comments he made in the Pac-12 media days. But, you know, it's only human nature. These kids, yeah. it's Saturday morning after a, a, just your college weekend Friday night before a game. You're used to a 7.30 kickoff, 7 if not 4 p.m. primetime of some sort. And yet 11 a.m., I think it's a slow start. This game could be a lot closer than we realize, but still should be a 3-0 start for UCLA. Definitely, it will be a 3-0 start, by the way. Like, I'm I'm more than confident to just tell you, like, it will be. I think you 100% nailed it. There are so many factors that you that could see UCLA coming out slow, like you said, playing at home this early Friday night in LA, college, having fun. You know, you usually are expected to not be ready for a Saturday game for 7, seven o'clock um, kickoff type thing. This where this would be the type of game where as a better, you could really get value for your dollar, which is ultimately like in a fantasy draft, how you would like to look at your bets. Like, where can I find the most value for the money I want to lay today on my bets? And the value that you'll be able to get for like plays like South Alabama first quarter, South Alabama first half to cover, South Alabama, you know, there's profits out there to, you know, UCLA has to punt the first series they touch the ball, stuff like that extreme value for your dollar going into it knowing 11 a.m in the hot sun uh could possibly team could have partied you know the night before or whatever college kids do not not ever used to to being in a game that early i mean sure you get up and practice at 9 a.m everyone does right all these high-end athletes practice early but it's so different amping up and getting ready for a game as opposed to stretching, getting ready to go through an intense practice. I'm not trying to discredit how intense their practices are. I'm sure these guys are getting after it, but getting ready for a game is very different. I think the value for like stuff like that early on in that game for your bets for South Alabama could be great. Hammer UCLA to finish this thing strong and possibly cover another big spread, all those good things. Sure, they'll find it later. Early, I think you have extreme value for your dollar in this game. Let's hear some words from Bet Online themselves. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find your favorite sports and events at the number one online source 
for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the games start. So at that point, heading into Pac-12 play late September, September 24th, the Bruins will be heading to Colorado. And just because they're undefeated, and as you see this with a lot of teams in college football, you're undefeated, you're 3-0. and At some point, there will be some big dog that took some unexpected loss in the non-conference or maybe an early in-season conference loss. Just because of that, the Bruins very well, for maybe no justifiable reason at all, maybe a rank, just because of how we see rankings and all that stuff work. They might be just on the receiving votes end simply because they looked so, quote-unquote, dominant. They might be thrown into the top 25 or creeping up. And while I believe this is a UCLA team that's maybe a dark horse in the Pac-12 title race as we get that coming up, as they come knocking on the door against Colorado, one of their final trips to Boulder as conference members in the football program, September 24th, and... This one will be a toss-up. I remember some legendary battles in Colorado for UCLA, but this one will be extremely interesting. Zach, your point first. This The schedule just gets so – I don't even look at the schedule almost as like five games here and then five games here. I'm looking at it as like four and six. Like this four-game stretch and you start with Colorado, Colorado is such a must-win because the next three after that are going to be tough. I understand Washington's been down – since you know the coaching change and stuff it just hasn't really been the same they're never easy it's just not I'm sorry to tell you it's just never an easy game there so to go into Colorado and start off this tough stretch absolutely imperative that they win that game they're in Colorado they're going to be going 3-0 into that game I can't imagine the spread being too too different I mean UCLA may be a slight favorite on the road possibly a slight dog I anticipate it to be a slow game UCLA will be tested right off, right off rip in this conference schedule. I do like them to win. I just, I think early the DTR and, and that type of stuff with his return and what he can bring and kind of lead this group and, and help this group find itself. I think this is a, a big start to there. I think they will win this game. It's the next three. I really get worried about that Colorado game kind of shades of that 2020 late start when they went to Colorado played absolutely atrocious awesome. to start that game. And then all of a sudden, for some weird reason, in 2020, every game was absolutely bonkers a couple seasons ago, despite playing that shortened season with Chip Kelly and company. Dorian Thompson-Robinson and the Bruins got themselves back in that game two years ago, and now here they are looking for revenge. I think there will be a reminder for some of the older veterans for this old UCLA squad, and I think they do win that game. But then you take them 4-0, coming into a short week, against Washington on September 30th, Friday night at the Rose Bowl. And that's a tough ask with the, maybe a, a rambunctious Washington Husky group with a new head coach. Uh, that's a tough ask coming. But what we both expect to be 4-0 starts, although that game at Colorado is easily a trap game as these next Could four be. games are what will make the UCLA season. Absolutely. I think one thing that plays for UCLA this season is they have already begun the style of play. You look at it last year that will transition into big 10 football that they are ultimately playing towards now, which is 
heavy at the line of scrimmage, pound it down your face, and we can kind of win and compete in all weather, in all stadiums, anywhere across the country. That's across the Big Ten. I mean, you look at Iowa, you look at Wisconsin, you look at Michigan, that's how they play football. And if you look at last year with, with UCLA and the way that they got Zach Charbonnet into it and the way he was just an absolute monster, I mean, they kind of played that way. If I know USC is the talk of the town right now, and they got Lincoln Riley and they hit the transfer portal like they were an NFL franchise and just revamped the whole team through free agency. I get it. But if you look right this second, UCLA is kind of built to have more sustained success early with just like this caliber of players that they have recruited and built so far going forward. And I think that will play at the end of their Pac-12 schedule here. I mean, these Pac-12 teams are not built like that. There are not a lot of heavy people on the line, smash, stop the run defenses in this conference. And I think UCLA, when they play a team like Washington, will really be able to show some muscle early in the season. Gosh, call me crazy. We could be at five wins. And that's why it's starting to make sense that Bet Online has them at eight and a half wins, possibly going over. Because I think they will be able to bully Washington, and now we're looking at 5-0, and oh, and now the confidence is going crazy. It gets weird. It gets weird. We've discussed this schedule outlook before, and we've had differing opinions. We keep flip-flopping between this Colorado, Washington, Utah, Oregon stretch. For some reason, they just you look at it, you think one way. You come back two days later, you think another way. Not because of any Man. news. You just look Absolutely. at it. And... Is it ridiculous to think UCLA could be 5-0 and because they play that short week Friday night against Washington? It's listed as a 7.30 kickoff on ESPN, a primetime Friday night game. And is it wrong for us to say? We, we, we understand, you know, longtime Bruin fans. Oh, yeah. We're used to this being a loss. We're used yeah. to this. Oh, this, yeah. is, this is the game where either they lose to Colorado and they destroy Washington or they go to Colorado, get a grinded out victory. They say, all right, that's their first road game they go all season is at Colorado opening up Pac-12 play. And their Pac-12 home opener that September 30th against Washington Friday night with the nation, especially on the West Coast, will be watching. And it, it just it pains me, but you just you felt it so many times, even though it's a different coaching staff, you can just feel the, the pain been, pass. But we absolutely. want to live optimistically. But I think I think they get through Washington unscathed, but when we look back at this in the future, barring no injuries from when we've recorded this here in early August, if this is a UCLA team that stands pretty healthy, they could be and should be five and zero heading into a brutal stretch with Utah, Oregon, and Stanford. And it's time once again to hear more words from our sponsors, where we'll pick up right where we left off going into the brutal stretch of Pac-12 play. Optimistically, UCLA could be 5-0. and This is Locked On UCLA. Zach Anderson, Yoxheimer, with your host, with Zach Handy from Fox Sports and a betting enthusiast. He and I both agree 5-0, and but I think this is where we'll start to disagree. And mind you, that 5-0 and schedule that we have started, we've done this schedule outlook so many times, teased it back and forth. Sometimes had them three and two, four and one, but for some reason, the way we're looking at it today, it's five and zero. Oh. Yeah, you know the pain. It, it looked good today. I don't know. She she had on a different dress or something today. She looked good today. Like I don't know what I, it was. It's, <laughs> I I don't know what it is, but we have UCLA, both of us at the moment, five and zero oh, through a very cupcake non-conference schedule: Bowling Green, Alabama State, South Alabama, and then going to Colorado 
looking to right some wrongs of the past from UCLA losing there in 2020 to open the season. And then maybe against all logic and just of UCLA pains of the past, a shortened week against Washington, against a new coach and a new staff, UCLA beating them at the Rose Bowl on a shortened week. And then they have an extra day, though, to prepare at home against Utah on October 8th. And once again, what are those numbers, Zach? It is eight and a half by bet online, minus 120 for the over, minus 110 for the under. I don't know if betters are as shocked as I was to hear that, but I feel when I say it out loud, feels like, God, I want to bet the under, but I'm not quite sure yet. It's a high over under for the win total this year. And UCLA picked to finish in the top half of the Pac-12, competing for a potential Pac-12 title berth. And it's a divisionless Pac-12 championship. In that championship game, this is where they make their season known. They get to play all the teams that are ahead of them in the preseason Pac-12 rankings, including a back-to-back stretch, Utah and at Oregon with a buy-in between coming off what we believe to be a 5-0 start. October 8th, hit us, Zach. I'm sorry. I see see back-to-back losses here. I talked about there's not a lot of people that can compete physically and toughness-wise with the way that UCLA has kind of turned themselves into a big running physical team on both sides of the ball. This is one team in the conference that kind of can match them there. They completely are the epitome of a team that takes on the personality of their head coach. And just everyone there is just a mean bulldog of a man on that football team. I think going in 5-0, and we are going to be, as they say, due for a loss. And this is just a tough one. It's going to be a hard fought, probably close loss in the Rose Bowl. I don't like the matchup for UCLA. UCLA just seems to have problems with Utah. Every time. Especially when they're having a good season. If we remember <laughs> what, like five years ago, no, eight years ago, I'm see time flies when yeah. Kaimi Fairbairn was missing those big time field goals. They had that second chance at it to try and win a big game against Utah. And then they couldn't do it. And then their season was over after a couple of late losses. This is where they take their first loss five and one against Utah, October 8th at the Rose bowl. Very well, could be a game day game if Utah takes care of business in their own right. But October 8th, Saturday, TBD on the time. Hopefully not another 11 a.m. start. (laughs) But, you know, the thing about UCLA is they won't truly be battle-tested until this game. You could go to Colorado, get your first road game out of the way, a short week against Washington. But those are not the teams that you're competing against in this 2022 season to win against the Pac-12. And those non-conference games won't set you up completely for success either earlier in the season. So UCLA will lose, I think, by double digits in a close game, but a double-digit loss at home to Utah before a bye week, a reconciling, and then another important matchup against Oregon at Autzen Stadium as they look to get some events some wrongs from last year when they blew that game against Oregon last year after Ethan Garber's late in that game was handling the quarterbacking duties and almost led UCLA to a comeback victory late in a back and forth affair against the Ducks. Talk about a team this team also has trouble with is the Oregon Ducks. I mean, they just are always a little bit faster, a little bit more creative, just a little bit better than the Bruins. I don't like it. They're going to have to go on the road. I mean, I'm grateful that they have the bye week leading into it. They have some extra time. You're going to be as prepared as you could possibly be. But I think we're looking at five and two. I mean, as good as I like the Bruins are this year and and as tough as I think they are going to be on a lot of opponents, 
Utah, Oregon back to back is not doing anyone any favors. And I think those are, I think those are two tough L's and really gives this team a gut punch at that time of the season. So five and two, we both have them at five and two. Then you play Stanford at home. I, I would expect this to be a tough fought win, hard fought win against the Cardinal of Stanford. And you, you shaking your head. No, you have that. Just, just a small disagreement. I don't think it's a tough fought win. I think this is an angry kick the crap out of that team. We just lost to two teams that we think we should compete with. I think they probably prove a point against Stanford and kind of get rolling again. It's how I would anticipate it. So six and two, as we have the Bruins getting through Stanford at home on October 29th, that Halloween weekends before a stretch of the two Arizona schools, USC and at Cal, another short week for the Bruins. One last look here at Arizona State, November 5th, a Saturday game at Sun Devil Stadium out in Tempe, Arizona. We have them at 6-2, and two, creeping up on that over-under win total. I think ASU is a win for the Bruins. I think it's a possible trap game. They will probably be fighting for their head coach's life at this time in the season. Herm's kind of on the hot seat over there. Arizona hasn't necessarily been as good as we think they should be by now with Herm and the staff he's put together. I'm not sure how many wins they're going to get this year either. They're, they are not going to have the easiest of roads. I think Arizona State could be fighting for Herm's life, and he seems like a player's coach. Could be a trap game. I think this is one of their bad losses in the season. I think we're looking at 6 and three. He says 6-3, and three, and I do have to preface saying last year the Bruins had a big game at home. One of many recent bad home losses to ASU in recent years. It seemed like UCLA has gone and beaten ASU at ASU when they've needed to in previous regimes and at home UCLA has lost at ASU, but for some reason out at Sun Devil stadium, for the most part, just historically, and no, that doesn't ever play a factor into this <laughs> current season, but sometimes you, you play that as a fan, right? You're like, oh, Absolutely. they've Absolutely. never won there or we've been winning there recently. Is this yeah. the year? I think I had them at seven and two <laughs> and you had them at six and three. I know that's, that's big. I, we've got yeah. this, we've got over this before, and I had them with so many more losses, but today I think they get that win against ASU, putting them at seven and two, leaving them with their final three games of the season in the regular season, three games against Arizona, USC, and Cal. And we'll have more coming up as UCLA. I had them at seven and two. Zach Handy has them at six and three. We'll see if we can get to that over underline eight and a half wins and more importantly, is it a successful season? Do they get to the Pac-12? More coming up. That wraps up part one of the 2022 football schedule outlook. We'll come up with our next episode, part two, which goes in depth on the USC game, a potential bowl game, and our views on if the 2022 schedule will lead itself to be a successful one for UCLA. Just a reminder, go make Locked On Pac-12 your second listen of the day with Spencer McLaughlin. You'll hear a little bit from Spencer and I in a future episode as we record one coming up. For Zach, Zach, we're wrapping up Locked On UCLA as we end our show today. Hands in the air, Bruin fans. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, U-C-L-A. UCLA, fight, fight, fight. My guy. We'll be back next week with more episodes. Go Bruins, baby. This has been Locked On UCLA.